0: Welcome to the Radiation Research Society podcast.
1: Hi, I am Manuela Bonanno from Columbia University and I'm very glad to meet and have a nice conversation with Dr. Pierre Montre- Montegruel. Well, you are from France, although now you are in the US, so I'll let you introduce yourself.
0: Thank you, Manuela. I'm very happy to uh, to have this uh interview with you today. I'm, uh, I'm Pierre Montegruel. I'm from France originally, in the southwest ne- next to the Spanish border, and um, I studied cancer uh, cancer biology and radiation biology in, fr- in France, in, pa- in Paris. I, I then, uh, at that time, met Marie-Catherine Vosnin in Paris when she was uh, still there, and I moved to uh, Lausanne, Switzerland for my PhD studies in 2014
1: which is all about uh, this very hot topic now, that is flesh.
0: Exactly. So
1: you are one of the pioneers doing experiments with flesh. Uh, so actually, you were saying that uh, you were in Lausanne with Mary Catherine. Uh, where are you now?
0: So now I'm in uh, the University of California, Irvine, working in the lab of uh, Charles Limely, where I'm still working a bit with flash irradiation.
1: So again, your pioneering studies in uh, in flash. Yes. So let's go back to Marie Catherine uh, Marie Catherine's lab.
0: Yes, Marie Catherine was uh, working in Paris with Vincent Favodon, and they they were well, the, maybe not the, the pioneers, at least the pioneers of uh, the twenty first century in, in flash irradiation. They they studied. They published this wonderful study on the lung and lung cancer in 2014. And um, it was just when I started my PhD and she, she wanted somebody to, to study the effect of flash irradiation on the brain, uh, especially the, the normal brain, but also uh, glioblastoma. So that, that was the whole project of my PhD. Uh, I spent four years uh, studying glioblastoma and normal brain response to flash irradiation Uh, as a PhD student, and I stayed stayed one more year uh, in Lausanne to to finish um, these studies.
1: So Pierre, those studies uh, were done in uh, animal models. Can you tell us a little bit more about those? Yes.
0: So I worked only with uh, mice, mice models, so we we studied uh, normal tissue, normal brain response in black mice, c 57 black mice, um, that were not bearing any tumour. It was only to study the normal brain response to flash irradiation, so we had a model of whole brain irradiation. And um, we developed uh, in Lausanne a very simple and very well-known a cognitive uh, test for these animals, a so normal object recognition, and uh, then we collaborated with uh, Charles Limoli in, in UC Irvine. Yeah, wow, Charlie
1: who um, is one of the experts exactly, in this. Exactly, exactly.
0: Right? that's how I, I met Charles Limoli in 2015, 16, and um, so we irradiated mice in Lausanne, and we sent these animals to, to uh, California. And this was a
1: so you irradiated the, the, the mice brain only mm-hmm. and you sent uh, like tissue samples or the whole animal the whole you animal. were doing behavioral studies
0: exactly oh I see so exactly. the whole
1: animal went mm-hmm. to came mm-hmm. to California exactly
0: to to perform because in Lausanne we had only this uh, normal object recognition mm-hmm. test. Um, and we sent the animals to to California so they could um, undergo all these tests that uh, uh, explored uh, um, hippocampus-related cognition, also uh, MPFC, medial prefrontal cortex-associated memories, and uh, anxiety and um, depression-associated cognitive dysfunction.
1: So, if we just go back um, momentarily, which kind of irradiation? So, what is your flash mode of irradiation? What did you use?
0: So, in Lausanne, we have a, a LINAC, linear accelerator, that delivers uh, um, five, 5.5 MeV electrons. It's a pulse beam. And with this machine, we are able to deliver what we call conventional dose rate irradiation with a mean dose rate of 0.1 gray per second, uh, approximately. And also flash irradiation. So, flash irradiation is is ultra high dose rate irradiation. For example, on our models, we were using 10 gray, 10 gray total dose delivered in 1.8 microseconds, only one pulse. Uh, so this gives a, a ultra high dose rate irradiation, very short irradiation, and uh, this is the first thing we, we compared: 10 gray whole brain irradiation, conventional dose rate versus flash irradiation.
1: And what did you find? So the first uh, uh,
0: thing we f- we found in Lausanne after this novel object test recognition was that the animals irradiated with 10 gray uh, conventional had uh, critical loss in in memory. Uh, This is well described, this is well known, described by uh, many labs around the world.
1: And uh, Pierre, I'm not an expert in Mm -hmm. behavioral studies, so how um, how long after irradiation you do you do this reading, this experiments? We've
0: performed novel object test recognition one month and two months. So you can
1: really consider those like long-term effects or delayed yes, effects.
0: Yes, delayed effect. It's yeah. definitely not an early effect uh, uh, of irradiation. Yeah. We we have to wait at least four weeks to observe so, something.
1: Yeah. So sorry, you you were saying. Um, mice that were brain irradiated with conventional uh, electrons. They developed uh, loss of memory.
0: Exactly, they have this loss in uh, uh, memory after, uh, after conventional irradiation. But after flash irradiation, we have animals that perform, as well as non-irradiated animals. Wow. Uh, this was uh, uh, very striking, and um, so these were the tests done in Lausanne. And uh, in California, the the team of Charles Limoli performed other kinds of tests, uh, temporal order, also spatial recognition, where they observed the same effect in all tests performed, uh, the flash irradiated animals performed, as well as the controls. And this has been published in 2019, last June, in, in PNAS. Yes. Well, we have a, a very good um, study on this long-term preservation of cognition.
1: So, did you have enough samples to fix some of the the the, the, the brain tissue, and then see whether I don't know some particular uh, cell type or protein or whatever? Yes. I'm going to the mechanisms. Yes. So, so any any hint or. What
0: did you find? We, we looked at, at um, many uh, cellular effects of, uh, of irradiation in the brain. Uh, for example, we first looked at astrogliosis, which is a, um, a classical response of the brain to uh, any injuries that, uh, well described after irradiation. And we observed uh, also a protection, uh, an absence of astrogliosis. After flash irradiation, uh, whereas conventional irradiation triggers uh, what we call a scar, astrogliosis uh, a non-reversible um, scar in in the brain.
1: So when you say scar, uh, this term reminds me of you know fibrosis. Yes. Is it something uh, like a, a parallel? Exactly. idea of fibrotic a, tissue in exactly, the brain? Exactly. It's a
0: parallel. Uh, we, we, can, we can definitely draw a parallel. Uh, this is a, um, an abnormal scar that we observed in the brain, uh, a proliferation of the astrocytes, a change in their morphology, in ch- uh, an activation of those cells that uh, do not have the same function. and um, uh, Their function in the brain is, is well described. They They have uh, functions in metabolism. They are also um, important for the blood-brain barrier. They uh, have um, uh, effects on the synapse in the brain, synapses. So uh, we we also looked uh, at at several other cell types, including the microglia, Microglia, which is considered as the uh, immune system of the brain. Um, So we can also with these cells through a parallel be- between macrophages mm-hmm. and microglia. Uh, and we, this is very well described that after conventional irradiation, we observe an activation of this microglia uh, that we did not observe after flash irradiation. It's, it, it's, it was uh, important to observe that because we know that neuroinflammation characterized by the activation of microglia and also the activation of astro- uh, astrocytes Uh, is linked to cognitive dysfunction, Um, so we had a direct cellular explanation for uh, the the observed
1: effects, yeah, exactly. So now, um, you know, when I think of uh, Charlie, uh, Charlie model's lab is also his uh, he studies is also an expert in stem cells, right? And yes. stem cells response to to radiation. And, and again, I'm not an expert in uh, in brain damage, radiation induced brain damage. So my question is. Did you had the chance to study whether these affected cells of the brain microglia astrocytes those are already committed cells mm-hmm. so do, did you have the chance to study before if there is any change yes
0: we we observed that it was published in 2015 uh, in the green journal 2016 sorry and we observed uh, in the hippocampus of irradiated animals, that is well described also after conventional irradiation, a large drop uh, in uh, the proliferation of the neural stem cells in, in the hippocampus. And um, we identified that after flash irradiation, we still observed proliferation of cells in the hippocampus. We did not um, specify that it was stem cells uh, only BRDU-positive clusters in the hippocampi. Uh, The thing is, uh, there was a drop nevertheless, uh, less significant than after uh, conventional irradiation, but there was still a drop in in the proliferation of cells in the hippocampus. I would say this is not a huge problem, uh, because we know now that even though we can have a decrease in uh, the number, the pool of neural stem cells in the brain. Uh, this is not the reason why we observe cognitive deficiencies. So I think it completes the results we obtain on microglia, on astrogliosis, also on modification of neurons. But this is, we should go further on these uh, uh, observations, uh, especially see whether we have uh, an enrichment in certain. Neural stem cells. What are those ce- those cells that rather, are still proliferating? Other, yes. We observed clusters of proliferation, but maybe they are uh, quiescent stem cells that are still in the brain. This is something we tried to do. Uh, we are still trying to. Uh, I know that in Lausanne they are still trying to uh, to investigate these all questions. It, but even, this is,
1: um, you know, some uh, type of radiation can stimulate. The commitment mm-hmm. exactly. of stem cells towards, you mm-hmm. know, let's say good uh, stem cells yes. or bad stem cells, yes. whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So now that you joined um, the laboratory in, uh, in California, Irvine, what you are doing now? So, where the, the project is going?
0: I will still be working on flash irradiation a bit. Uh, Still, the
1: behavioral studies. I
0: will. I th- I will help. Uh, there are people in in Charlie Limoli's lab that are working on flash irradiation, and I, I think especially uh, um, of my my colleague uh, Barrett Allen that is a PhD student, is working on uh, the blood brain barrier modifications after flash irradiation. Charles Limoli is, is very interested in, in flash irradiation and uh, the studies are... are and I, I still want to be involved in this amazing, amazing project that I, I I really like and uh, I honestly don't want to stop to work on flash irradiation but uh, I will work on uh, Different projects. Uh, Charles Limoni has recently described a new technique uh, based on exosomes um, derived from neural stem cells and uh, embryonic stem cells to uh, manage, mitigate, or reverse the, the effects of uh, cranial irradiation. And um, I will, uh, with uh, with my knowledge in cancer, uh, I, w- I would like to, to complete these studies. With uh, um, tumor models, those tumor models that I, I developed in Lausanne, and uh, study uh, if those new methods of, uh, to, to mitigate uh, irradiation induced cognitive deficiency with exosomes could be applied to uh, tumor bearing animals and if those treatments could be further uh, applied in
1: clinics. So, I'm going to use exosomes as cargoes for something towards um, tumor-killing with radiation, or you are going to um, irradiate the tumor and then extract the exosomes and see what's in there?
0: The goal is to use exosomes uh, coming from embryonic stem cells, human embryonic stem cells, um, to prevent the, oh, I see. the I development. See. No. It's, of it's like an enrichment,
1: exactly. like
0: so. Um, try to find different schedules of treatment. So animals that bear tumors, maybe we will we will deliver these exosomes after irradiation, or during irradiation, or before irradiation, or before, during, and after. in order order to see if we can use those exosomes to uh, prevent the the, um, development of cognitive deficiencies, especially because uh, we know that it is possible in the normal brain, but we know also that exosomes from tumors have the potential to uh, help tumors to proliferate. And uh, to uh, develop resistance to treatments. So, what is very important is to check if those exosomes, not coming from tumor cells, but coming from normal stem cells, they can
1: come to the rescue. Like, exactly.
0: Uh, can... Do not do not um, um, induce the proliferation of the tumor cells and only prevent the the, the cognitive deficiencies.
1: So, I guess at at this. For these experiments, you are interested in seeing, in, in comparing like doses that are relevant for radiotherapy.
0: Exactly. Is that correct. Yes, the, this is the goal. Um, of course, single doses are easiest uh, schedule to, to, study, uh, to study those, uh, those questions, but uh, fractionation is the gold standard. And nowadays, we can, we will uh investigate fractionated dose of radiation therapy of course clinically relevant uh, doses and uh, I think hypofractionation could be also very interesting this is something we've uh, we've investigated with flash radiation already hypofractionation and we are about to to publish this data
1: so what's your plan for how many years you you plan to be in, in California uh, in this yeah in the US
0: i i, I don't really know for the moment I have the chance to be funded by the Swiss National Foundation for Science for 18 months. Um, I hope I will be able to uh, to apply for uh, another 18-month grant at the end of, of this first one. Um, I, I really liked my uh, experience in Switzerland. We We had very good opportunities but I I know that I will love my experience in California. I really don't know where I'm going to be in three years. Um, We'll see.
1: We'll see. But by the sound of it, at least we are going to have you as a researcher in the field for a few years more. This is something that I would love. eventually, you know, whether you continue in the academic path or you know you're gonna change your you know priorities, but it's it's good that you will still contribute yes, to, I, I've to met, new knowledge to the field. I've
0: met amazing researchers during my, my PhD and my postdoc, and I particularly think about my Catherine Vosna and Charles Limoli, and people who really gave me the the will to continue in the academic research. Um, so, for the moment, this is something I want to, to pursue.
1: So, is this your first radiation research meeting? It is. What do you think so far? Because, you know, when you were talking about Charlie, mary Catherine, it c- came to my mind what, how mentorship is important. Mm-hmm. And the society, at least for me, uh, is full of mentors. Besides, you know, my PhD mentor, my postdoctoral mentor. I have many mentors uh, who are members of this society. So, what do you think about the society? Are you enjoying the meeting? Are uh, you meeting people? I making am enjoying connections? the meeting.
0: Yes, I am enjoying the meeting. I think uh, there is a um, very good um, ambience. People are very nice. And especially, I like the meeting because uh, this is focused on radiation biology. Uh, you can meet people biologists, researchers and not only clinicians. Sometimes in the big conferences it's uh, mainly focused on, on the clinics and this is something of course I understand because our goal is to apply what we find to the clinics but it's very interesting to, to interact with biologists, uh, physicists also. I think that the quality of the talks are, are amazing. I, I, was, I was impressed and we have the choice to uh, to stay in our domain, uh, listen to cancer talks, and but also explore. we have the chance to to explore uh, uh, other topics. This afternoon we'll have a very nice session about uh, cosmic radiation. And I'm looking forward
1: to that yes, too. Yes, yes,
0: with the very nice title. We are going, so we are we are going to Mars. Apparently. Oh yeah, we do of course. <laughs>
1: And uh, so you came here, are you presenting something? You have a poster?
0: So I, I have a talk on, on Wednesday morning. Um, I will mainly present what we published uh, in the PNAS paper uh, last June, but also the, the new data on the tumor that are not published yet, but will be published soon. So I will, I will present that. and. Uh, uh, we have also posters. We, we had uh, one poster yesterday on uh, this um, blood-brain barrier modifications after flash irradiation. Um, we can see that flash is becoming a hot topic and uh, Marie-Catherine will have a, a very nice presentation tomorrow morning. Um, let's hope that next year in Hawaii we'll have more data to show and flash will, will become uh, very, very hot topic in the upcoming years.
1: It was really, really a pleasure uh, talking to you about Flash, but about your career and uh, uh, you know all the project that that you have.
0: Love, okay. I, I would like to thank you for for your time today. And I was my uh, really pleasure. pleased to be invited by by you.
1: My pleasure. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Manuel.